Sometimes this is what it takes is to get to a point where you can feel like, okay, I am in such a good place with myself. I love myself so much, but you're stunting my growth. Mm -hmm. I cannot allow you to stay any longer. And that in itself is such a guilty feeling because a lot of people will want to stay where they're at and you're going to continue to want to grow. And sometimes it does take, you know, Marie Kondoing it and going, Hey, this isn't bringing me joy and it's not pushing me forward in the the direction that I need to go or serving me in any way. So I'm going to have to let this go. Yeah. Welcome to Thirsty Thursday Therapy. Are you ready? Always, babe. What's up, ladies? Welcome to Thirsty Thursday Therapy with Becoming IRL. I'm Liz. It's Rebecca. Let's get to it. So last week was Thanksgiving. It's crazy because now it's December and it's all happening so fast. Um, How was your Thanksgiving, Rebecca? Chaotic. Really? (laughs) Yes, of course. I feel like as you're becoming an adult, whenever the holidays roll around, it just feels so different and so more hec- so much more hectic, but at the same time, so much less, what's it called? Like, there's, like, less excitement. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that holiday spirit there a little bit less. Yeah, like, I remember being younger, and it was like, oh, my gosh, like, we're going to go see all of our cousins. Like, we're going to go, you <laughs> know, like, new. cook together. Like, everything is so fresh, so fun. Um, and you get, like, really excited. Uh, but something I was, like, noticing at least this um, time around for the holidays, is that as, like, my family, like, all of our siblings are getting older and there's not really that many, um, like, little kids roaming around Mm -hmm. nowadays um, in our family, it's a lot different in the aspect of, like, um, that excitement and, like, that holiday cheer. And, like, I feel like that just in itself kind of makes the holidays a little more, like, sad um, whenever, you know, you don't have that excitement. Um like that a child would have I think that all of us have you know our inner child Mm -hmm. and even though like you might not have a kid in your life or you might not have like those little kids running around like oh my gosh it's Christmas or (laughs) Santa or like Thanksgiving off on the shelf all that stuff um there's still like a little part in all of us that um can still bring all of that out all the holiday spirit out and that's what I, I think I'm trying to do this a holiday season at least with my family um even though I can tell that they're probably not as excited I'm making sure that whenever I like I got to Thanksgiving last week and I was like I felt like I was like that aunt that comes and it's like crazy like the crazy aunt aunt. aunt. yeah that's what I (laughs) felt like literally I was like whoa Thanksgiving like let's go and everyone was just Mm -hmm. like oh okay like this is fun but I feel like it's important to make sure even though you're growing up or you're getting older that you don't stop at least even forcing that holiday cheer because mm-hmm. it really does make a difference. It's like that little Cindy Lou Who over here. Yeah. You're like, I've got the Christmas <laughs> spirit, guys. I think we were like semi-touching on this earlier and just talking about the fact that it does really help to have younger people around because of the fact that like it's very new for them and everything is exciting. Everything is an adventure. And I think that exactly what you're saying is just incorporating that first for yourself of just like getting excited about it even though it's something that we've done like multiple years I saw this post on TikTok it was like surely not I busting into Thanksgiving (laughs) for a 26th my 26th Thanksgiving 
um, single without a plus one. And I'm like, man, have I really had 26 Thanksgivings? And I'm just like, yeah, I'm like acting like I'm super jaded. And I'm like, uh, you know, and it's so it's just it's so important to to remember, like, we are still young. There are so many things that we can still get excited about. Mm-hmm. And like, remember that it's a blessing to be able to have people around and like have family. I know that for the Thanksgiving posts that we did, we talked a little bit about, you know, my own experience with times where I wasn't able to be with my family for Thanksgiving. And there's a lot of people that have that. So that mm-hmm. ha- that same situation. And so really being able to appreciate your time with the people that you love, it doesn't have to be your family, specifically blood. It can mm-hmm. be friends and things like that. So I think that's really important when it comes to the holidays as well. Since interesting start for sure to this podcast I'm talking about relationships because Mm -hmm. one of the things obviously we're going to be talking about today is we're going to be talking about the fact that sometimes we're going to have to let go of relationships that don't bring us joy. Mm -hmm. Um, So very interesting opener. I'm not sure. (laughs) I actually have a quick question before we jump right in. And since we will be talking about relationships, it kind of came up. Have you ever had like been in a relationship where you bring your significant other to your family during the holidays like for christmas or for thanksgiving not for christmas or thanksgiving no not yet see i have never either and i've been in relationships and i'm in one now but to this day i have not like spent a thanksgiving with my significant other at my (laughs) family's house nor have i done like the christmas eve or christmas new year's i have new year's i have i've been taken to my boyfriend at the time's family's house. Yes. But not for any other holiday. I feel like Like, that's so crazy. The people that do that. I just feel like that's how you know that you're getting like very serious. Like we're getting close to a ring now. Yeah. So I know. I feel (laughs) like that's just so nerve wracking. Like for the people that have done it, like please DM us tips because I want to be able to do that with um, my boyfriend. Um, maybe not this year, obviously, but maybe next year, Uh, but I need tips. Like how do y'all do it? How you go about it? Like, how do you make sure like he doesn't get like interrogated and like embarrassed or how I mean, how do you sure make sure you, you don't get embarrassed like that's a whole thing i'm just so terrified i mean you've already met them yeah so it's not like it's going to be that, that big of a deal you know like it'll be kind of i don't know i think it's exciting though it's exciting like whenever you're in a relationship and it finally gets to the point where you are like okay well like let's spend the holidays together oh my god you know that just just gives me anxiety i'm so single (laughs) it's ridiculous and like i'm not even dating so like hearing that literally just gives me like anxiety i'm like oh my god that's a lot (laughs) i haven't even started like talking to anybody yet so that on its own just sounds like so I don't know, just, like, such a different leap into life. Yeah. Especially because that just means that you're getting closer. And maybe it doesn't. Like, for some people, they don't believe in marriage. Some people Mm -hmm. don't want to get married. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of people... That's a a big deal. It's a big deal of taking your family home. But I know there are people that do that, like, like nothing. So to be careful for that, too, because there are guys that will, like take their girlfriends to their family's house like it's nothing mm-hmm. and just like be like yeah this is the girl i'm dating my brother <laughs> it's a oh perfect example of that. i don't understand that I, i'm like and um, i feel like it's more common that guys do that because yeah, a girl you'll never. never find a girl bringing out bringing home like a different guy every year but a guy yeah. for some reason it's acceptable for them to like bring home a different girl every year some girls do that but it's not what we're gonna talk about today. yeah so we went on a little bit of a tangent, but worth it, I feel like. I think so. So, yes. Um, I don't know. Do you kind of want to lead us in? Do you have an idea yeah. where you want to go? So, basically, today, I know I'm about to say this, and y'all are probably going to be like, what, if you don't know what I'm talking about? Okay. But we're going to be talking about, um, wait, what was that? 
<laughs> what was the actual? I want to like say the full actual topic. And it's, um, okay, we have it down as how uh, Marie Kondoing your relationships will lead to the best you yet. Mm. And so if you are not familiar with Marie Kondo or whatever, I'm going to explain that to you now. You're going to bless your ears. This yeah. This is amazing. So basically what is referred to more is just condoing. Yeah. Um, and it's basically the act of removing someone from your life if they don't spark joy or if they are just not help, like basically just helping you become the best version of yourself. You know what I mean? Like if they're holding you back or if they are um, bringing ne- like a negative um, vibe into your life, um, basically just letting people that don't serve you go in and how to do that and basically how to do that for your um, benefit. And I feel like saying that sounds kind of a little selfish, but it's not in a selfish way. It's in a way for you to um, just let go of people. I am going to severely run you over with a bus because there are going to be people, not literally, you know how you say like, you're going to throw people under the bus. I'm yeah. not to do that to you right now because there are going to be people who know who Marie, Marie Kondo are. Marie Kondo is someone that helps organize your, your house. Yes. No. So. <laughs> no, I know, but but that condoing part. Yeah. Well, she does. I mean, she does it specifically with objects because you were you just went in and you were like, with people. I'm oh. Like, I don't think she's ever said that. That was my <laughs> idea. I'm going to take the ownership of the Marie Kondo in your life in relationships part. Yes. Um. But yeah, what you're you're saying is essentially right. I just wanted to make sure that you weren't just like, I'm making a definition, I'm fucking running with it, and they're going to accept what it is. <laughs> no, it's a real thing. Like, it's online. Okay. Well, condoing is definitely a thing. She even, like, the, I was going to bring this up, and I don't know where my notes went on this entire topic, mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to bring up is that she actually has a brand new book mm-hmm. that takes that entire process to a new step of and it incorporates like to better your life. To better, yeah, like, um, I've seen. I've actually seen that basically like her whole that whole thing. Like she, it's been turned into like a dating trend. So mm-hmm. like the, like her condoing quote unquote mm-hmm. um, style or whatever yeah. um, has turned into like a um, you know what's fun a dating trend. Yeah, you know what's funny though when I did this. Now this is super relevant for my life. Um, but when I decided on this topic specifically, I hadn't really been letting too many people go. It was like mostly like the last couple of years, it's been relationship wise that I'm letting people go. And like most recently, I've let go of one of the closest friendships I've had over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I had decided on this topic be- before, excuse me, um, before I that even happened. Um, but for the first time on the podcast, I think I'm going to lean more into talking about the friendship side of it and like yeah. the family side of things so maybe you you take the lead on talking about relationships and letting those go if it if it comes to it if we need to yeah no I've actually been in the same boat as you regarding like friendships Mm -hmm. um just because and I and I kind of talked about this a little bit um in that solo podcast I had not too long ago um with how even just like growing and getting older listening to that one yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, like just just even getting older and and I don't mean like actually like in an age but like in maturity and stuff once you like you you kind of are farther away from childhood Mm -hmm. you kind of start um seeing all this stuff kind of go on in your life and realizing that you know some people are just better if you let them go um so I have definitely had that a lot in my life with friends um not so much family but I feel like I have a lot, like, I could say on family. Yeah. Um, but regarding relationships, if we just want to start off with that. 
Oh my gosh. I, think, <laughs> I mean, I can say the same. I've definitely been there even just not yeah. recently. It's been about a year, but still. Like. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while for me, honestly. And I was actually even thinking about it the other day. Um, as all of y'all know, I've talked about it a million times, but my, my toxic relationship from like maybe what, what was it already? Like three years ago, two, three years ago, oh my God, yeah. um, which is crazy. And I think back, I was thinking back to it the other day and I was like, whoa, like I don't even, I don't even remember like really our, what the relationship was. Yeah. Like, I, like I think back and I'm like, that feels like a fever dream. Like it feels oh like it didn't God. even happen. I literally just saw a post like that this morning. And you know what I think? And then I, I read and I, how, how I'm in therapy and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it feels like that because you're experiencing like trauma. Yeah. Like you were, you like have suppressed all of that pain. Like you, you healed from it and everything. But mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, like your heart is now wanting to protect from anything like exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so in order for you guys to not have to experience that, <laughs> um, that's what we're here for. And I guess when it comes to relationships and, um, knowing how to basically like let someone go, or just get out of a relationship we hear people talk about this all the time of course it's hard um but i think i think more so now in like today's society Mm -hmm. there's so much talk about like red flags and um in like seeing the signs and what the signs are um as far as if you're in a toxic or in a you know abusive relationship um Mm -hmm. or just in a relationship it might not even be abusive or toxic it's just a relationship that you shouldn't even be in um and i think that that's a part of relationships that not a lot of people talk about it's the both of you are are perfectly amicable and there's nothing really wrong but at the same time it's not necessarily the right relationship for you to be in at the time um and so that's another another type of relationship that um, if you are in to kind of think about the reasons why you're in the relationship. And I think that's where you like you need to start. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me personally, with more so in line with this topic, I think that that whole spark of joy mm-hmm. is so important in a relationship because when I was thinking back on that toxic relationship I remember I think I remember the very exact moment where I did not feel joy anymore I felt more so scared and not scared as in like he was gonna hurt me but scared he was gonna hurt me emotionally or scared that I had to do everything in my power to make sure that this person did not leave me yeah so I I think that once you feel anything like that or once you feel like you have to be the one to make sure that you keep that person I think that that's already enough for you to know okay something's wrong here Mm -hmm. you should never feel like that you should never feel yourself having to force on um, a persona or yeah or something different than who you are for someone else to stay with you Mm -hmm. um but definitely having that spark of joy and having someone that motivates you and, and pushes you to be a better person is is mm-hmm. really important and that's like a number one thing um if you are in a relationship and you are in the right quote-unquote relationship um is to be able to realize does this person bring me joy do they you know working to not only just gain from the relationship but also give into the relationship i think that that's something to really think about and be conscious of because as soon as you feel any type of I guess, threat to the relationship, Mm -hmm. 
then that's that's a very, very important sign to notice. Yeah. You know, on this specifically talking about this, there's so many things that I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always forget. Like, you'll be talking and I'm like, okay, I'm trying to, like, actively listen to you. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, like, try and get in as many things as I can remember and, like, kind of articulate well. But one of the things that I did want to mention is that it is really difficult to not only notice that, but like actually take action once you've noticed that that person is no longer bringing you joy and like no longer benefiting your life. Um, Especially because in this portion of our lives, all of our listeners tend to be in their early, mid and late 20s. Um, And there's an unaired episode of Thursday Thursday Therapy that I recorded for you guys um, talking about the different stages of your 20s. And in that, that episode that maybe I'll air later, Um, but I talked about the fact that especially in the beginning to mid part of your twenties, there's this portion where we feel like we're failing if the potential for where we think we're supposed to be getting to is not there. Mm -hmm. So let me kind of explain that a little bit more. What specifically I mean is when it comes to relationships, I think a lot of people think like, oh, I'm succeeding if I'm married and if I have kids. Mm. And so if that's not on the horizon and we don't have that like potential there and we're forced to let go of a relationship, a lot of people will hold on to that relationship because it makes them feel like they're getting closer to their goal um, instead of actually letting it go because they know that it's not good for them. They're like, well, I at least have to have the potential, which I think is a really big reason we see so many people in this stage of our life, jump right into other relationships right after because they're like, well, I've got to I've got to look like I'm getting to where everybody thinks that I should be rather than where I know I want to be and and the things that I know that are going to be good for me. So not only is it difficult to kind of just like say, hey, this is no longer serving me, um, but also just to step out of the mindset of like, okay, but I also need to be headed in a certain direction Mm -hmm. so that I feel like I'm succeeding at this thing called life. And the other thing that I really wanted to mention is just the fact that when it comes to relationships, especially if you've been in it for a long time, I know with my first major relationship, part of the reason I didn't want to let it go is because I felt some type of loyalty after so Mm. much time that I was like, we've been through so much. It's been so much time like coming that and so much has gone on that it's like, I feel like it's like the ultimate betrayal if I leave um, because I'm supposed to. And at that point in my life, you know, I was still in the mindset of like to show someone you love them, you have to love them more than you love yourself. And Mm -hmm. so it was like, I feel like this kind of betrayal of leaving you after everything we've been through after all of these years is even more bad than anything I could say or do while in the relationship. Yeah. No, and I think I see that too. I remember, I think we talked about this at some point, maybe early on, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's the fact that, yeah, that loyalty, Mm -hmm. and it also includes the loyalty to their family and vice versa. Because I remember, um, not necessarily me, but I remember I had a friend that was in a a really toxic relationship when we were um, a little younger. And one of her main reasons was like, we've been through so much. Like it's been so long. It'd be a waste Mm -hmm. to break up. It'd be a waste to like, you know, I would have wasted all this time, all these years. Yeah. And, and she says, but his mom loves me. And if I break up with him, like his mom is still going to want to be in contact with me or, you know, I I didn't, I didn't, um, like his family didn't hurt me. So, you know, that should be enough or or things Mm -hmm. like that. And I think that that's another reason why nowadays people encourage girls or anyone in their 20s to stay single as long as they can not because you're not 
mature enough or ready for a relationship, but because at this time in your life, everyone is in such a different mindset and mind space that not everyone is going to be transparent with you. So if you're in a relationship now or you're trying to get into a relationship, this person could be telling you, yes, I'm looking for long term or I want to reach this goal in a relationship. But at the end of the day, they could change their mind like very in within a year, within two years, because they're in their 20s, they're still experiencing life. And you can't really hold anyone accountable for actually knowing exactly what they want. Mm -hmm. So it's so we're so prone to getting hurt in this phase of our life, um, which is another reason why it's important to, um, to know, I guess, if you are in a relationship, both of your goals and on all of that, which we've talked about before also. Are aligned. Yeah. yeah. There was something that you just mentioned that I was just like, I'm very glad that you brought that up. Oh, it was the whole wasting time thing. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know how many times that I've thought that, whether it was like in, in any relationship, it's like, it's, it feels like such a waste mm-hmm. to let it go. But all of the, and like in the moment, of course, in the moment, it of course, is going to feel like I wasted all this time with this person. Yeah. But I try and imagine my, I do this like little exercise um, where I try and imagine what and who and where I would be without the experiences that I got from the relationship, whether it's a friendship, a family member, or, you know, a, a romantic relationship of like, where would I be? Like, where would I be? And what would I know if I hadn't experienced that? And it's mm-hmm. so much less, and it's not a person that I would want to be because there are so many things that I had to learn from that person. Mm-hmm. And so when people come into my life and, and we're no longer aligning and they have to leave, it's it's still difficult um, in one way or another, but I just kind of let them go. Like, yeah. I'm just like, you know what? If that relationship has run its course, then I, who am I to hold on to it longer than it needs to be here, longer than it's serving either one of us? And then who am I to really get upset about it mm-hmm. um, when it's just a, the cycle of any relationship? Like any relationship, sometimes they do last for quote unquote ever. Um, but sometimes they don't, and mm-hmm. there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You take your lessons, you take all the great experiences that you have and have had, and you just keep on moving. And I think it's really difficult because of the expectation that we put on every relationship, especially yeah. if we value the person. We really just want it to last forever, and yeah. I really should have posted especially, that Especially, no, especially because, um, I don't know, I've seen this a lot on TikTok, and I mean, I have the same viewpoint as well, but... I feel like a lot of us still have that traditional thinking of you date to marry. Yeah. And so especially when you have that mindset, and this is what happened with my previous relationship where Mm -hmm. it was like, I, I cried more about the fact that I, again, felt like I wasted my time and lost so much of myself. I cried more about that than the actual person, because even to this day, sometimes it makes me emotional to think back and 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 just see what what I was doing, where I was at, and it makes me emotional to think I could have been living my life when I was 18, 19, 20, and just, you know, being happy and being in my adolescent years or whatever, <laughs> but instead I was putting myself through hell and through this, you know, emotional trauma um, when I very easily could have just let it go, and I think that that's so, so, so important. I feel like we sound like, you know, old moms here trying to tell you <laughs> not to, like, be with this person, no. but it's not. It's just we really, really, like, are genuinely passionate about you not, you know, throwing away so many years and so many efforts in your life for no reason. (laughs) There's actually, 
I'm not going to say we differ here because I totally know where you're coming from, but yeah. this is where I'm about to age myself. So if you thought she <laughs> sounded old, um, saddle up. Oops. It's Liz again, here to interrupt your Thirsty Thursday Therapy podcasting. I just want to hop on here real quick to remind y'all to go follow at Becoming IRL on TikTok and on Instagram. DM us your questions, your ideas, your concerns. We want to hear all from you. We love you guys so much, and I won't keep you much longer, but make sure you're tuning in every Thursday, listening to our mini Mondays, and just keeping up with us. We love y'all so much. Mwah. Bye. Okay. Because there's, I have been at that point where it's just like, you know, I really could have not been with Boy Next Door mm-hmm. or Mr. Stark and been in another relationship. And this is where that whole thing about being in your 20s and, and having the right thing on the horizon mm-hmm. that like I'm supposed to get to that point. Um, if I hadn't gone through all that, if I hadn't put myself through all of that, you know, I would be closer to where I want to be, which is mm-hmm. or where I wanted to be, which is to be married. Right. Um, but then again, like I kind of mentioned, it was like thinking about all of the lessons that I learned. Um, and when it comes specifically to you, I, I challenge to say, you know, like if you hadn't learned that through Sad Nurse Boy, yeah. you would have learned it from somebody else. You would have done it for somebody else. And so it's kind of a step that each and every one of us have to take. And it sucks, especially if you're not the person that's in that phase of their life, having mm-hmm. to watch somebody else go through that. Um, But I was literally just saying this the other day is it's such a beautiful thing when you get to the other side of completely moving on from that and like really looking at it in retrospect and saying, being able to say, you know, like, I'm so grateful that happened. Like, I'm happy that it happened and I would not undo it at all. And I'm so excited to go through other relationships and them not be the right ones. Mm -hmm. Because if that had been, you know, all of us want the first one or maybe even the second one to be the one, but I can't imagine, like, if they had been the one, I would have missed out on so much more. Mm-hmm. And so you get to this point, believe me, I know if you're not, you know, in this point of your life and you're still with this person, it's very hard to see it. But you get to this point when you're a little bit older where you get excited. Like, I'm genuinely excited. Like, once I'm ready to really start dating again, like, I'm excited to go out there and make, the not be with the right person and like (laughs) do it a million times until I really do find the right person so that I get all those experiences and I, I really learn as much as I can. Like it's an exciting prospect to be able to do that. And I think that's the the place you've got to be at and the mindset that you kind of have to be at, Mm -hmm. um, to really start to get to know good relationships and, and be able to deserve the right relationships. Cause at that point, it's like, no matter what happens here, I know that it's going to be a good thing. So, Mm -hmm. and I think to just close out the relationship part of the episode, um, I just want to add that it really does lift off a huge weight from you emotionally, um, Mm -hmm. sometimes even physically, (laughs) um, whenever you let someone go. Yeah. Because once you have that weight lifted off of you, of the constant worry, the constant, Mm -hmm. you know, toxicity, all of that you really actually feel like you can breathe again and like you can refocus and you can shift your mindset and all of like only good things come from heartbreak. (laughs) And I don't know if you've ever heard that, but I, I, I remember when I went through my first heartbreak and, and my dad would say, well, it's only, you know, going to be up from here. This is the lowest you've ever been. Like it's only going to go go up. You Now you have endless possibilities. You can mm-hmm. do whatever you want. You can change who you are. You can yeah. do whatever um, it is that y- your heart wants to do. So, I love that you brought that up because I think there was another episode that we 
we had where we were talking about the peace that comes from letting go of mm-hmm. relationships that just don't serve you anymore. Um, and that on its own can make you feel really guilty. And I, I just, I know that it's a difficult thing to think about. It's a difficult thing to understand, um, especially if you're on the earlier side of all of these things. But there's something to be said for feeling that peace of knowing like you can love someone very, very deeply and still know that you need to let them go and still care about them um, and not be with them. I think that was the biggest, one of the biggest lessons from this year for me is that you can like really love someone and not be with them. Mm -hmm. Um, But also just to not feel guilty for having to let that person go and and feeling the relief that comes after it, you know, it's just, it was no longer serving you. And I think that's a really great kind of transition into talking about my most recent Mm. let go of a relationship, a friendship. Um, Because it's funny, I was telling my mom about it. And this is someone that was like, you know, everybody in my family knew, like, very close. And um, I was telling her about it, my mom, that is. And she was telling me, she's like, yeah, we were talking about her and my brother and relationships they've let go of and things like that. And she's like, not all of us are as cutthroat as you. Um, And just don't care when we let people go. She's like, it's been like a week and you just don't seem phased. Mm -hmm. And I think that rounds back really well into like understanding that like every relationship has its own course. And it's not that it doesn't, it doesn't suck. It's not that it doesn't hurt in one way or another. It's just that I'm not going, I'm not able to, sorry guys, quick technical difficulty there. I don't know what the heck just happened. Anyway, um, so I'm not 100% sure where I left off, but essentially moral of the story of you know, what I've recently gone through is just every relationship has its course and you cannot feel guilty for not having that overwhelming sadness that, you know, puts you to bed and and makes Mm -hmm. you not want to get out just because that you have that, that relief of letting the relationship go. I, I really strongly believe in like feeling all the feelings out no matter what they are and not making yourself feel guilty for, you know, however that looks, because, you know, this person I really value and I really care about genuinely, but, and it it is going to suck not having them there, but it had been years in the making of just needing to have this happen where we were holding on for dear life. And I was, you know, we were obviously it wasn't toxic and terrible the entire time, but Mm -hmm. it came to a point where I was like, this is not good for me. And I'm I'm finally at this point. And sometimes this is what it takes is to get to a point where you can feel like, okay, I am in such a good place with myself. I love myself so much, but you're stunting my growth. Mm -hmm. I cannot allow you to stay any longer. And that in itself is such a guilty feeling because a lot of people will want to stay where they're at and you're going to continue to want to grow. And sometimes it does take, you know, Marie Kondoing it and going, hey, this isn't bringing me joy and it's not pushing me forward in the the direction that I need to go or serving me in any way. So I'm going to have to let this go. Yeah, and I think also me personally, when I've experienced any kind of family breakups or letting go of any um, family or friends, I feel not really guilty of letting go of the actual person, but I feel guilty of the what my family says to me about it. Okay. And so, because obviously, you know, when you go through a normal breakup between a relationship, you're scared what like your friends are going to say yeah. or what, you know, why did y'all break up and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But when you're in, when it's a family breakup, it's like, okay, you um, cut ties with um, your brother or whatever it is. And 
now at every family function or at any anything like that, it's like your family's like, oh well, she she doesn't care about her family or like she doesn't yeah, love her family. The judgment. And so that well. yeah, that judgment and that like it all combined with guilt, it just makes you feel. I don't know. It just makes me feel worse sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I question myself as to whether I made the right decision or yeah. if I actually am, you know, a terrible person that doesn't care about her family. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, you made that decision for a reason. And mm-hmm. even though other people might not understand where you're coming from, because a lot of people say, you know, well, your family's your family. You can never let them down. Like you can never, you know, get rid of them or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that's not true and we see that a lot more with people talking about you know if you have a family that's toxic if you have someone in your family that is genuinely tearing you down and making you miserable yeah you have to let them go like you have to you're not obligated to have someone even though they're your family in your life yeah I've, I've definitely gone through that as well when it comes down to like my parents as odd as that sounds there have been multiple points in my life where I've had to step away from my parents because it just was not a good situation. Mm -hmm. Um, One or the other of us, or maybe both have been toxic at one point or another. And it was just like, this is not doing anything good for me. If anything, it's hurting me. Um, And so I have to step away from it. And that guilt that I felt of just like, you know, whether it was my grandma or, you know, my best friend or someone being like, how can you do that? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you just walk away from your parents? Like, yeah. those are the people that, you know, looked out for you. And like, I practically like we owe them something at the end of the day to be able to live a really full life. You have to be able to look out for yourself first mm-hmm. and what's best for you. And that doesn't mean, and I, I think that a lot of the time we get stuck in this thing of like hearing what I'm saying and just being like, yeah, well, that's easy to say. Well, this is the hard part of growth. Like, mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of moments that I've had this year where I've really been reminded of like, oh, this is not easy. Like, it sounds easy to just be like, well, I'm going to let go of this person or that person because, you know, it's not serving me. And to a point, yeah, sometimes it is easy to just be like, hey, I don't think that this is good for me anymore, so I'm going to have to go. But the part that comes after of being able to heal from that and being able to know that things are changing is not easy at all. Yeah. Um, but there was something that you said that I really wanted to comment on. And of course, <laughs> it's like, have we gone? Well, I was actually even thinking about, we were talking earlier about the... Um, firstborn daughter effect. Oh God. Yeah. And first child. Yes. Um, and I feel like, you know, if you are the oldest child in your family, I know you relate to this because I feel like we all live the same life. Both of us are the the eldest children and both of us, you know, moved out of our parents' house. Um, both of us kind of like have had, you know, issues with our parents and everyone's issues are different. Like me and Rebecca don't have the same issues with our parents, but we do have issues. Um, (laughs) Well, wow, that's not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that another part of that is also just the judgment that comes from other people. I think that's yeah. the hardest part is even though you're doing, you're taking a step for yourself, becoming, you know, independent, mature, doing things that mm-hmm. you know are going to be good for you. People around you are going to ask you, well, why? Why would you move out of your parents' house? Why would you do this? Why would you do that, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, and I, to this day, get that. And it, it sucks because I, sometimes I get on such a high of like, wow, like I'm 
I'm building a life for myself. You know, I'm doing everything on my own. And for me, that makes me so proud. Mm -hmm. And it puts me on this high of like, oh my gosh, like I've, younger me would be so proud of Mm -hmm. myself. And then I have coworkers or there's, you know, other people outside that, that come and bring me bring me down and and ask me these questions as like what are you doing you're you know you're you're not being smart with your life you're not doing you know something good and it just makes you question yourself and you kind of just sit there with like the thought of you know are they right and at the end of the day like no like do not listen to other people they don't know your situation they don't know your life um or why you're doing the things that you're doing and if you're happy and if that is something that is going to propel you and help you um, achieve what you want to achieve, then do not listen to yeah. other people. Everybody's going to have an opinion about your life mm-hmm. because everybody, it's easier to sit there and judge people on what they are or not doing right based on two things. If it's something, if their life is going semi-decently well, they're like, well, why aren't you doing it the way I did it? Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of that, it's like people want to tear you down for doing what they're too scared to do. Right. And so they'll they'll sit there and they'll pass judgment on you because they weren't able to do it themselves or they, you know, only know one way. And so I think it's, it's really difficult to do something, um, especially different from the people that are around you, you know, mm-hmm. because it's, it's new, but never have any type of regret yeah. about do following your own path. It's mm-hmm. it's very lonely. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think we talk about that enough where and I don't mean just us, but like in in society enough to be able to really say, you know, it's a lonely path to go on your own journey and live your life in the way that you believe is aligned with where you're going and and there's no I don't think there's a wrong way to do that because you'll always end up more aligned with where you're supposed to be going. Yeah. Um, but I remembered what I wanted to say while you were talking mm-hmm. is because you were talking about the whole like other people's opinions and everything and making it even more difficult. Um, but one of the things that I want to bring up is the fact that there, right after this friendship ended for me, I told my dad as well. And there's something that happens. Like you'll have your fears and you'll have your worries about certain things. Like mine was like, well, you know, I've always wanted a certain friendship of being able to be like, oh, we've been friends for years. Like, we've mm-hmm. been friends forever. They're going to be there at my wedding and whatever. And, like, what if I never find that again? Yeah. And so my dad reinforced that fear by me not ever saying anything to him about it and then him bringing it up. And so having that fear – and my mom did the exact same thing. She's like, well, just be careful. Like, be sure that you're not just kicking her out of your life because, you know, you're just – you like I think yeah. everybody in my family thinks I just easily kick people out of my life it's just because I'm super selective I think your I your family also is it depends <laughs> like what kind of family you have but most of the time like your family will say it's your fault oh yeah 100%. <laughs> because yeah, like, I get what, that too the first question they gave me was like what did you do mm-hmm. and I'm like I walked out of that friendship first like she was the problem well okay we were both the problem but like Still, I'm the one that walked away from it. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow it was still my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for sure. But I think just to wrap that that portion of what I was trying to say up just a little bit, um, it's just you need to be careful before you present anybody, whether it's your family or other friends, with this information. Make yeah. sure that you're really set in knowing, you know, your decision was your own and your feelers, your fears are your own mm-hmm. um, before someone else comes by and like, reiterates what you're thinking because I definitely had a moment of like oh my god wait like what if like she's not gonna be 
my maid of honor anymore and yeah. I'm not going to be able to be there for the birth of her children and like her engagement and things like that. Like mm-hmm. that really sucks. And I was already thinking about those things, but what if I don't find another friend aside from you, another yeah. <laughs> friend that's like, it's going to be like that with, right. you know? So just make sure that you're careful when it comes to your fears and presenting not only that, cause I know some people will tell people that like, mm-hmm. I didn't say that, but my family said that. Um, mm-hmm. but I probably should have waited before I told them like, Hey, me and you know, this person are no longer yeah. friends anymore. And before I even and, moved into it, you know, with friends and family members, um, with what we were just talking about, I think it's also, you know, even though you're letting them go, mm-hmm. one can only hope. And even like, if you, you know, are into like manifesting and, um, just like praying or things like that, or just being hopeful in general, you most of the time you do this yes for yourself but also with a sense of hope that this that doing this and letting go of this person will allow them to grow and to change Mm -hmm. so that they are one day able to come back into your life as a good person as a positive person that will contribute to your life in a positive way (laughs) um And I just think that, at least for me, that is one of the main reasons, one of the reasons that I have let people go where it's like, not relationship-wise, because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking (laughs) about friends, like friends and family. Um, That's always in your heart. Because at the end of the day, you have so much love for this person. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, right now, it's impossible. You cannot be in my life. You're, like you said, um, stunning your growth and all of that. But of course, we all have hope that one day, like that person will change and um, become better and grow. So mm-hmm. there's that. So as I usually do, I'm going to give a little bit of the other side of that. Mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons my family called me cutthroat is because the number one question absolutely everybody has asked me when they find out that we are no longer friends, like I'm no longer friends with her, mm-hmm. is, is there hope of y'all being friends again in the future? You know, and my immediate reaction to that is absolutely not Mm -hmm. no it's there's no there's no chance of that whether she changes and grows and whatever like there's just way too much water under the bridge and this is where it really comes in of like there's absolutely no reason to feel bad for that Mm -hmm. um because of the fact that like sometimes that's just where it is it's just you have to leave it lie Mm -hmm. um but I just think that's really funny because I mean (laughs) that that was something that was brought up to me of like you know if this person grows and will y'all be friends again? And it's just not, I don't think it would be beneficial. You know, I will remember our first podcast and closet crier. She is the main like example that I have. Right. And she has definitely like, because I had so much love for her and Mm -hmm. I still to this day hope that she changes and she has not. And even though I literally have no contact with her and I haven't within the past like three years, Mm -hmm. um, I know that she hasn't changed, so it sucks. But yeah. I, to this day, I'm like, mm, even if she does change, like I don't, yeah. I would not be able to. Yeah, exactly. Um, so no, I under, I do understand <laughs> that. But at the same time, I'm like you just kind of feel bad. Exactly. Yeah, you That's feel bad for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's great because it's like then she can start her friendship with someone more aligned and like, yeah. at, this is going to sound bad. I don't mean it in a bad way, but someone more at her level because right. they're like, well, you know, it's true. It's a whole nother podcast that I really do want to have. And we'll probably do it in February when we talk about relationships, mm-hmm. but, um, it's just, I am too much and she is not enough for <laughs> our relationship to work. You yeah. Know? And it's no, not, I get that. She's not good enough. It's just that she requires less than 
than me. <laughs> like, right. I guess I'm too much to handle as a friend. She needs something way more lower lift. Low and, maintenance. And low maintenance. Mm-hmm. Just easier. She just needs easier, right? Yeah. And I need something a little bit more interactive. And, like, you know, like, every conversation we had was, like, I'm not trying to have an argument. I was like, I'm not trying to have an argument. I'm trying to grow ideas. Like, right. I'm just trying to talk, like, bounce ideas off of each other. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think we've covered a lot of ground today. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. It's been a while since we podcasted, I'll be honest. Um, but that felt but good. It that felt good. Great. I feel like we did good today. Mm-hmm. I hope that you guys have an amazing day, night, week, weekend. And no matter what, I want to thank you guys for being here and really spotlight you guys for being on your growth and healing journey. Yes. Let us know if there's any comments, questions, concerns you have. You can always find us on Instagram and TikTok. Um, you know, you can now, as far as I know, I don't know if it's updated yet, but you can now message us on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're becoming.irl on all platforms. You can also you know, comment here and subscribe if you love the podcast. Um, but yeah, I want to thank you guys for being here. And I think that's all I've got. Yeah, we love you all so much. And we will talk to you all later. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas in a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Um,